she just braggy like Where'd you get those? He goes, a friend gave them to me. She's like, <laughs> as if boys like me, you know. Yeah. You know, my milkshake. Oh, they're going to do it, Carl. Yeah, and I hope there's no explosion. Her name is April Flowers? Yeah, April Flowers. Bring May showers? You see, it's kind of backward. Well, it's it's similar, too. It is, of course, similar to. It's just backwards. April flowers, flowers bring May, May showers. showers. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. March goes in like a lion. Watch, like watch. This is budget. This is budget right here. Perfect and cut. Perfect. Great. That's a wrap. Uh, we're done shooting. Nice girls don't explode. Now she thinks her daughter's dead. Finally, from all that explosion all these years? What is she wearing? I don't know. I think she robbed Tintin or something. Look. She's okay. Oh, I don't know what she's wearing. But she's pretending she's dead. So now they're uh, doing the lying. Yeah. Oh, she is the one who's being gaslit. Your baby will never leave you again. Oh. I'm acting! I'm acting! But that's the thing. Is she faking it or is she for real? She's faking it, of course. She's totally lying. Oh. And when she comes to, she'll be like, you can't fool mom. You can't fool mom because you were trying to, they were trying to, you can't lie to a liar is what she's trying to say. Oh, so it's a happy ending after all. No. Yes, mom. You've got to remember. Yes. Yes. That you can't. Mom. <laughs> what? Uh, that's it? She did it again. Amazing. <laughs> now, this yeah. is really good. You started it. <laughs> the rationale. Now, keep up the sound because it's really good. I thought I lost you. I thought I'd lost you. Here's the best. The best. How can you? And how can you? And what's it to her answer? I'm your mother, right? I'm your mother. Yes, nailed it. I nailed it. Okay, you can lose the sound now. Okay, phew. Well, I'm your mother. Yeah, pretty funny. Come on in there. She loves that guy. She does. She does. Uh... 
Oh, there it is, Kansas. <laughs> oh, now there it is, China. How did they do that? An exchange of cookies. Culture. It's kind of insulting that they'd have fortune cookies. Because they're made by a Japanese American in, in uh, San Francisco. Okay, so he's living his dream now. And mom and April are both there. I can't believe they went to China to shoot this. And look at the cats there. You see that fake paw? Yeah. I uh, see right. the cookie. Oh, someone's going to have to slip Yeah, out. it's yeah. dangerously close. It's well written. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Did toss the cookie. Wing! Hit the net? Yes, and... Oh. Think about so the budget for this. Yeah, a lot of explosive oh! and ping pong technique. <laughs> He did it. April! You're the bomb. You Please. are the bomb. Please don't bring that up. <laughs> okay, turn this up now. No grandchildren. Do you think that's what he wants? Now watch her. She's he's even. He's she's gonna get away. Well, I'm so happy. Easter. Hello. Oh my God, Carl. What you think of this movie? I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. And Nardini. I like this movie a lot. And it was great just revisiting it. It's the same stupid humor. It was funny. Holmes Osborne. His name is Dick. Oh, right. Okay. The officer Dick. And 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 did you see the, the female officer was named Tracy? Okay. And I also see the stunt cats. Thank God there was a stunt double. Well that <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this movie too. If you haven't even heard of it, now you have. Nice Girls Don't Explode is posted on YouTube. We want to thank William. I don't know. You mentioned like two hours ago the guy's name. But oh, uh, Will Martin. Will Martin is our channel. Will Martin, we salute you for posting this movie. Yes. Yeah. We've been, I've been telling Carl we got to do this movie in the moment it's on the the tube. And it was. Yeah, Yeah. Lucky. Well, we're lucky because we'll be back next week uh, with a new movie for you and a very special guest. I'm really excited. Next week, we'll be hitting the 80s classic Tough Turf. Tough Turf. Now, can you spell tough for me? Oh, T-U-F-F. Are we going to do this a trailer? Okay. We seem to always, right? Well, the problem is as always. Tough Turf. T-U... I have to use my PlayStation 4 controller. Tough. FF. Oh, there we go. Space. Now, our good friend, Anthony Quinn, friend of the podcast, friend of uh, Comedians Everywhere, uh, he was here for our Miracle on 34th Street. Right. All right, so wait a minute. 
let's make sure there's a, a oh yeah there is a full movie wow 195 crazy i see an original trailer from hd retro trailers uh hd retro trailers okay i'm pressing play i'm All hitting right. pause i'm hitting sliding pause. Back here. there seems to be no commercial all right, this is from 1985. It's very uh, memorable film. And three, two, one, go. Good, we're all audiences. Yeah. Oh, is it New World? Sweet. Sweet, a New World picture. All right, rocking. We spelled off differently. Oh. Huh. What? You're so cool. They've got a problem. Oh, he's getting uh. involved. Now, right? You are not now. Members of this club. Uh-huh. Robert Downey Jr. is gonna show up at some point in this film. Nice. California. Is that Robert Downey Jr.? Yes. An outsider on the edge. An edge on the outside. No, that, oh, uh, that is tough. I know, it was a good bike. This is his Jimmy. turf. I'm not sure he wants this turf. This Can't kick Troy in $1.95. The Jack in the Box. Really? Wow. Fuck. All right. <laughs> My God, the hair. <laughs> I'm already done with this trailer. I we still got a minute. We still got a minute and a half of it. Really? Yeah, it's like two two minutes. I would say two hours, but two minutes is long for a trailer. Two and a half, two minutes and thirty seconds. But we'll get to see the ending right now. Tough turf, tough turf, turf <laughs> tough. Hey, take your sunglasses off, even though everyone else in this high school wears sunglasses. Whoa. Oh, music by Southside Johnny. Huh? Whoa. Jim Carroll, all the friends died. The soundtrack sounds more interesting. All right, yeah. Fritz Kurz directs Tough Turf. We'll be watching that with none other than New Jersey and Comedy Zone. Anthony Quinn will be joining us again, as he did for Miracle on 34th Street. We look forward to having him there. Carl, thank you so much, man. What a blast. It was great to revisit this movie, and I yeah. really appreciate everything you did hard to get something out of that movie and you, you found it and you did it <laughs> and i appreciate it so we'll be back next week uh here on muni radio don't forget to donate at muni radio as the airplane goes by uh at muni radio is the venmo throw a couple dollars in and if you're listening right now keep listening otherwise tune in muni radio this sunday at 2 p.m and we're also on youtube and our podcast thank you guys so much thank you carl thank you Bye. audience see you next week Bye. let's watch a full length movie on youtube with mike be gone
Stay in the pocket. All right. Um, I'll leave you with this because I got the, the uh, light, the bullhorn. Um, have you ever asked yourselves, why are you even here? What are you doing on this earth? I'd like to think I'm making a difference. Nobody wants to just take up space. We want our lives to be meaningful. We want to contribute something. We want people to say, there goes Lauren Kraut. If it wasn't for her, I'd be home watching Law and Order eating pudding with my fingers. All right. Thank you very much for indulging me. Lori Crowd, everyone. Hooray. Yay. All right. Moving right along, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Alan Moreau. Yay. Let's do it. Yes, this is awesome. All right. I like that there's like police sirens and people chatting outside because every time someone's going to the bathroom, we know for a fact, we've heard them tinkling, and we're just polite and pretend we don't, you know? And I just made it weird, because now i got to keep talking, because we're going to listen. Oh, sorry, keep talking, make noises. Blah, 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 blah. But, like, I have IBS, so, like, if I went to the bathroom, we'd just be like, remember that time that guy ruined the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival? <laughs> it made everyone uncomfortable, and we just all went back to our hotels and didn't hang for the rest of the week. <laughs> and then he didn't look at anyone in the eyes, but we still know him. It's memorable. I got some followers off it. Okay, good. Feel the energy. This is good. Um, it's fun. I we like you guys like the sad stuff. I know a lot of us are all comics, so it's just like I don't know. I'll I'll do some sad boy stuff, and then uh, you guys could add tags and jokes to it. This is a face of a guy who gets the credit for stuff he doesn't do. Um, my world, y'all living in it. Okay. Um, that was pandering. All right, here we go. Uh, yeah. So like, I I haven't drank in five years. Right. Uh, um, yeah, save it. I'm, I'm a mess. Um, I was a monster. Like, it's just, it, you know, it's just not for everyone. But um, I want to corner the market as a sober comic. Like, I want to be sponsored by Odul's. That's not a pun. Like, I literally want to do, like, hypey shit. I want an Odul's tracksuit, like Odul's hats, and I'll, like, sell it, like, whatever. Like, I'll make it cool. But the commercial's got to be realistic. Right? Remember the Mick Ultra commercials from the late 90s? I'm old, where it was, like, sold as a fact that it was almost like a health drink. Right? It was low-carb but it was just like one calorie less than Bud Light. But for some reason in the 
commercials, they'd be like climbing up a mountain and like rolling down and like sticking the landing and just like lifting up the shirt with like abs, like hey, big ultra, you know. Um, but the duels commercial is gonna be realistic, all right? It's gonna be me and a couple of guys that look like me sitting around having an okay time. That's it. Just not ruining anyone else's life around us. That's the selling point of the commercial. And for the purpose of like uh, the commercial, my TV wife, she's gonna come into the kitchen, she's gonna go, hey babe, do you mind taking out the trash? And she'll turn and walk away before I answer. Gonna kind of stare at the back of her head, look at my O'Doul's, bite my lip, look at my buddies, and look at the camera and say, O'Doul's, because you're not your father. That'll be, that'll be at all hours of the day, and then the late night version, there'll be a tag, and it'll be like, oh, duels, and the cycle of violence. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> oh, I knew that would work. Ah, I feel bad. My dad was, my dad was a good dad. Who am I trying to face? No, this is funny. All right, this is good. Um, yeah, that's really all I wanted to do. Um, all right, any questions? Really, that's about it. Hey, we were getting a lot of shit out there. The Northeast, they were hating on us. All these San Fran people. I tried to go to bat for Rhode Island, and then I was like, actually, the Boston people hate Rhode Island, too. So <laughs> I just kind of, <laughs> they were like, I was like, no. I'm like, oh, me and my Boston homies are in there. We've hung out, like, twice. But uh, I'm like, but Rhode Island, like, we got a scene, too. And they're like, yeah, Rhode Island's cool. It's like Boston, but better. And I was like, you haven't been to Rhode Island. <laughs> it's like a little inside thing. Like, we get a lot of hate. And anytime Rhode Island comes up, I name four other comics that are worth anything, and I'm one of them. And that was... <laughs> That's just me talking about myself. Now. Right, hey, thank you so much. Give it up for Pam. Hey, happy birthday for Pam, everybody. Thank you so much. Yay, yeah. Hey, Alan Moreau, everyone. You've got the special accent. You can say anything. You can be like, watermelon, watermelon, and it'll be cute. Uh, put your hands together for your next. Oh, he's one of the hosts and showrunners of the festival, and he's so helpful and wonderful. What a tall drink of water. Put your hands together for Ian Langlands. Yay. What's up, everybody? I was in that Boston conversation. Uh, his biggest claim to fame for Rhode Island was, we, we have Edgar Allan Poe. I looked up the Wikipedia article, no association. <laughs> he was born in Boston, died in Baltimore, and no point did he even, did he even visit Rhode Island. So that's the biggest claim to fame is a made-up fact. So. Go to bed for that one, buddy. It's okay. I love you. Will you marry me? Okay, let's get to it. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I was on Netflix the other day. You guys know how Netflix, they give you like percentage matches of how much they think you're going to like something. I got a 99% match for Dahmer. I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, one time someone told me I look like Dahmer, so I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I don't think it is. It wasn't that good looking. You guys were laughing five seconds ago. Now it looks like you hate me. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? But I got it. Out of, it was crap. But it's a good show. That's the twist. I really liked it. I really enjoyed the show. It was a fun watch. I guess you could call it that. But it was so funny because I feel like every time I learn about serial killers, I find out how little they wanted to get away with it. It's funny. Like they didn't try at all to get away with it, and they did it for like ten plus years. It's crazy. In the first episode. Dahmer invites this dude over, and there's just a blood-stained mattress and a giant vat of acid. And the guy's like, well, this is normal to me. Are we going to fuck or not? And he asks, no questions. No questions were asked at all. There we go. Thanks. 
Another one, another one that's interesting is Richard Ramirez, the Nightcrawler. I mean, Night Stalker. You know that one? Richard Ramirez. Heard of him? Heard of his work? Uh, he was interesting. When I watched his documentary, almost on every crime scene, he would, like, leave his blood and semen, like, on every single crime scene. And he still, for, like, 13 years, he got away with killing so many people. Like, well, the police didn't see that as evidence at all. They were like, well... We can't prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that this semen is his. Maybe it was a passerby that just wanked and left. I don't know about that. This isn't working, Pam. Um, yeah, I wasn't feeling hot about that. I'm thinking about doing a, I'm, I'm going to do a hardcore career pivot. I made my decision. I'm going to be the pope. I'm going to become the pope. Uh, will you guys follow me if I become the pope? Yes? Thank you. Okay. That was not a resounding yes. It's all right. I'm going to be the Pope. I, li I found out how easy it is to be the Pope. It's crazy. Did you know the only qualifications are to be a man and to be Catholic? That's it. And any man can convert to Catholicism. Have you guys ever met a man before? That's crazy. I feel like there should be more limitations to having. I don't even trust half my guy friends to watch my houseplants for the weekend, and you want them to lead Catholicism? That's crazy to me. I feel like there should be more restrict. Did you know that the Pope before the one we had now, he was a Hitler youth? That didn't come up in the interview process at any point. At any, I feel like even Jamba Juice is like, if they find out you were in a hate group, they're like, whoa, 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 we don't have anyone make our fucking razzmatazz. Let's, uh, we have standards here at Jamba Juice. Okay, I'm not going to finish that joke. That's been my time. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Ian Langlands. Hooray. Yay. Um, you're, we're, moving, we're moving right along and through, and, uh, and your next comedian... Hey, it's he's a local guy. You guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together for Brady Pearson! Yay! Hello, everyone. I'm Brady Pearson, local comedian. So, um, I just recently turned 53. Thank you, Kalan. Made it. And the older I get, the more I realize that everything old is new again. You were talking about like Christina Aguilera's music coming back with some thousand stuff. We've got some Cold War action happening. Polio. I don't know. It's all true, right? Anyway. So yeah, I mean everything else is again and, and it makes me think, makes me nostalgic for old things. It makes me wonder about our thirst for nostalgia. Um, does anybody is anyone here old enough to remember um does anyone here know who Harrison Ford is? Harrison Ford. Okay, we first really, as a collective group, we saw him. He changed the universe in um, Indiana Jones and um, no, no, in, no, really. Well, yeah, Star Wars, but really, like we're thinking about like him as as Indiana Jones and um, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? And yes, of course, he was in Star Wars the first film. Of course, he was. He was amazing. He was incredible, right? Now, all these years later, we asked him to come back and like flog these little members. Did anybody see? Um, um, did anybody see Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Yes. Did anyone see Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull? Why did we do this to him? He had a really good record going, but no, our thirst and nostalgia, we did that to him. And then we asked him to keep making movies, right? We asked him to make like Indiana, well, no, the other one was, um, oh, has anyone seen um, Blade Runner 2049? Anyone? Was he in it? Really? Did you know that because of that he broke an ankle? He did. He broke an ankle. And then he went and did another, again, our wrist nostalgia. He went and did um, 
Star Wars. Oh my God, I can't believe they're making another one. Do you remember that one? Right? And did you know that he actually broke a rib for that one too? And in the filming of those two crashes, in the filming, in the filming of those two movies, he crashed two planes. And I just want to say, like, ladies and gentlemen, can we just like come up with new ideas and save our old actors? Or at least if they can resurrect Carrie Fisher for a cameo, do we really have to endanger him? Let's leave someone for Alec McBeal to fuck in the future. As you get older, you know, like, it, I have a lot of questions. I'm getting older, and what have I done with my life, you know? Like, what have I made of it? And I've really been thinking, and it made me think the existential question of how many miles of cock have I sucked? Are there any other cocksuckers in the room? Can I hear cocksuckers? Okay, I can ask a question. Do you like sucking cock or do you do it for money? Or not for money, but like... Both. So, so, like, so you'll, you'll say, like, if you do this, I will give you head, right? You have done that, right? That's what I'm talking about, right? But do you, do you just, like, go down and, like, go for, like, ah, uh, crazy? You got to build, oh, you got to build up. Okay, I'd like to talk to you about that because it is an art form. And this is how long I've been expressing it, so it makes me ask the existential question, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Right? No, you got to do averages, so we're going to do some math. You ready? So you're, the average cock is what? You're six, like one up, one down, that's a mile, right? Uh, a foot. You keep going 4,680 feet in a mile. 26 point da 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 feet in a 26 is a, a marathon, and that explains my trip at Folsom last weekend. Yeah, but this is America. And I suck. Thank you. I suck up here as a comedian. I totally suck. I admit it. So, y'all, I want to share a song with you from a musical that I never wrote. From, it's called Little Orphan Fanny. And the song goes something like this. <clears throat> Your son will come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll swallow. All my cum. He'll be gay and he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin. He'll grin and say. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom. Tomorrow is only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Brady. Hey, Brady Pearson. You're an excellent voice tonight, Brady. Uh, all right, our next three comics I'm just going to announce, and then we'll figure out what's going on from there. We've got Devontre, then Mike Spiegelman, then Jared Senna. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Devondre Coleman! What's up? How y'all doing? Cool. I just moved to San Francisco. I don't really know anybody here. I've been trying to make friends. Somebody told me to get a cat. Anybody else out there a cat person? Make some noise if you like cats. Fucking hate cats. Hate cats because my ex was a huge cat person and my current personality is just to spite her. Also hate all registered nurses in the state of Kentucky. Yeah, I recently got invited to an orgy. It sounds cool on paper. But to be invited to an orgy, strangers have to think you look like you attend orgies. I don't know if that means they think I fuck a lot. I'll just make them look better. 
but I'm gonna find out on Saturday. Yeah, I like sex and I like surprises. I just don't like when they mix. I recently brought this lady to my apartment and it was almost game time and she stopped and whispered to me. She said, oh shit, I probably should have told you. I was like, yeah, no matter what you say next, I agree. You should have told me. She goes, I probably should have told you I might have gonorrhea. Like, might. That's something you should definitely get checked out. She's like, don't worry about it. Having gonorrhea is like being a Pokemon fan. It's way more common than you think. I was like, now is not the time for clever similes. Also, that means you just have gonorrhea. I think I got gonorrhea that night. But that's okay, because having gonorrhea is kind of like swimming in lava. It's not that fun, and my crotch is on fire. Oh, yeah. I was nine. Well, I have a sister. She's nine months older than me. She's, like, exactly nine months older than me. And when I tell people that, people are like, whoa, was your mother in a rush? But I was actually, like, two months premature, so technically we both were. Oh, yeah. My sister's got a kid, and uh, she's a single mother raising a kid, and it's cool because... He's a smart little dude, and it gives me hope that one day when I have kids, I can leave them, and they'll still be pretty all right. (laughs) Yeah, I recently started this new diet. It's called the Jurassic Diet. It's where you eat what you think the dinosaurs would have eaten. Going pretty well, because I think the dinosaurs would have enjoyed Oreos. I, um, I like video games. I just don't like being called a gamer. Like, that's our N-word. I actually think it's worse, because nobody's ever called me a gamer as a term of endearment. And they usually use the hard R. Yeah. I I think we should support sex work. I, I agree with supporting sex workers. But I think we need to shed more light on the sex volunteers. I feel like those are the real heroes of the community, helping make... The world a better place. Like the Kardashians are really putting in those hours. Oh yeah, I have to leave you with this. I think we should do everything in our power to make sure that underrepresented voices get the chance to be heard. I think if you live a comfortable life, you should do what you can to make sure that people who live in constant discomfort have the slightest chance of rising up. But there's a wrong time for that initiative. I was watching porn recently. And the entire cast had on Black Lives Matter shirts. Like, yeah, usually I agree. Just not right now. This is the first time I ever thought, you know what, they should just shut up and dribble. I've been Devontre Coleman. Happy birthday, Pam. Devontre Coleman, everyone. Hooray. All right, your next comedian uh, lives in L.A. now, but he still has a... A, a podcast on the show he does he does it every week and he sends it to me and i'm so excited that he's here in the flesh put your hands together everybody for mike spiegelman yay is he outside still someone open the door and be like mike spiegelman Uh, so, uh, great to be here. Thank you so much for giving me dead air uh, on the station. 
It's the one thing I request on Mutiny Radio is that there's absolute complete silence. Uh, not during my act, I can take that, but you know, before or during my act, uh, anyone here like comedians who like leave the stage before the, con the host comes back on? Because they're data. Hate that. Hi, my name is Mike Spiegel, and it's great to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm performing without a mask, but uh, my clutch is my joke book, so it's good to be here. Uh, great to be back in San Francisco. I went to my favorite taqueria, Jack in the Box, and I said, <laughs> Kenosis, and I said, uh, give me a monster taco, and they said, we're, we're all out. I said, well, give me something comparable, and he kicked me in my stomach. <laughs> and then I took a shit. I had a really busy day. I interviewed to be CFO at Salesforce, and the recruiter was really incredulous. He goes, what even makes you think you would be eligible to be at this interview to be CFO of Salesforce? And I said, well, strangers call me boss. That's respectable. They're like, hey, boss. So I think I should work for you guys. It's great to be here. You know, uh, when aliens land on Earth, I don't think they're going to be evil uh, or to want to take over the Earth. I think they're going to be jet lagged. They're going to be like, take me to an Airbnb. Not a creepy one. I like how Airbnb has a Halloween promotion where it's like, uh, you can win the, the world's scariest Airbnb. It's just a hotel room. Not even that scary. All right. You know, um, horror movies, don't, don't watch horror movies every night for 31 days, all right? You know, because it's Halloween, you want to celebrate by watching 31 nights of, of the 15th night. You're like, I hate myself. I want to die. Humanity's terrible. Uh, so just watch a cartoon. It'll make things better. I, I was glad that the pandemic closed places, right? Oh, man, that was great. Uh, for example, the Cat Cafe closed. I fucking hate them. No, they kicked me out of the Cat Cafe. Apparently, no dogs allowed. No dogs. No dogs allowed. I said, well, you have a dog. And they said, well, let's take your dog to work day. But the joke was on me. It closed. And now it's covered in feral cats. I can't win. It's still a cafe filled with cats. It's feral. I have a uh, dog. And uh, sometimes when you walk your dog, you forget a bag. And I was outside Blue Barrel. My dog not only pooped and I didn't have a bag, it was this really long trail of diarrhea. And it just went everywhere. And people were walking up to Blue Barrel like, hey, you want some Blue Barrel? And they're like, I don't know. Check out the line outside. All, it goes all the way around the corner. Can you believe that shit? The line goes around the corner. It's not even 10 a.m. It's disgusting. So one of the places I was glad that closed was my hometown seasonal ice skating rink. The place was a dump. You know, for six months, it was an ice skating rink. And for the other six months, it was a big puddle where you could soak your feet. I'm in Mike Spiegelman. Thank you for that introduction. Oh. Mike Spiegelman, everyone. Listen to uh, LMFNOYT every Sunday from 2 to 4. It's Let's, let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. It's a really fun show. You don't even have to watch the movie. The podcast just holds up on its own. But it is better. I've learned when I was in Greece. If you watch the movie, it's actually like four times more entertaining. And it's so entertaining that I just listen to it. Anyway. Denise, I'll put you on the list. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Jared Senna. How are we doing, guys? 
My name is Jared. I'm from San Diego. Not sure you guys know what it's like to live in San Diego, but it's hot as balls all the time. I'm actually white. Just been barbecued Filipino. Just like you guys. Um, graduated with a degree in creative writing uh, recently. Uh, I'm not sure you guys know what creative writing is, but creative writing is uh, pretty much just a fancy way of saying barista. Um, uh, uh, what was I going to do again? Oh, fuck. Uh, okay, I got it. Um, um, uh. Uh, I used to work uh, in downtown SF as a barista. I dealt with a lot of homeless. I dealt with a lot of crackheads. Um, they're really erratic and unpredictable. But they're really nice people if you get to know them. I prefer them more over entitled customers. They never ask me to remake a drink. They never rush me for an order. The only bad thing about them is that once in a while you have to remind them that a coffee shop isn't the place to be jerking off. Um, uh, okay. uh, I love the Bay Area because it's actually the place where I lost my virginity. Uh, I was 23 when I lost it, which is the age that I am now currently. Thank you. Um, I didn't lose it late because I was scared to talk to women. I lost it late because I was scared to show my naked body to women, you know? Like, no one needs to know how big my nipples are. Luckily, that person I did it with was very understanding and didn't judge me for what my body looked like. She just sat me down. She was like, baby, I don't care how big your nipples are. As long as I get the $100 you promised to Venmo me. Thank you, white people. Uh, I was popular in high school. Not for good reasons. Uh, I wasn't popular because I threw parties or because I was attractive. I was popular because I was that known as a kid that got hit by a car. I was uh, on my way to smoke weed with my friend, and I ended up uh, getting hit by a car as I was crossing an intersection. You know, it's funny. My grandma always told me that I was going to die smoking weed. I just didn't think it would involve a fucking Kia. Thank you, Ian. You gave me that tag. Brought to you by Ian. Uh, um, it was really hard for me to walk. Uh, I was in a wheelchair, and I was in a full body cast. So it was really hard for me to walk, but it was also really easy for me to find a prom date. Which is funny, because uh, by the time prom came, I was already healed. I was just using the wheelchair as a prop. I exaggerated too. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it past this next week. It would really suck if I just died a virgin. Yeah. She said no, but I imagine if she said yes, I'd probably jump out of my wheelchair. All right, it's called Joke Workshop. We're here to work out our shittier jokes, all right? That's what we're here to do today. Now, everybody... Say happy birthday to Pam.
Happy birthday, Pam! Yeah, let's go! Nice, Jared. He's pandering. That's really nice. I can't. Do you see how I did that? Pandering. There you go. Jared Senna, everyone. Yay! Yay! Working out his stuff. Your next comedian. He's one of the showrunners of the Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Clap your hands together for Dan Lewis. Yay! Awesome. Happy birthday, Pam. That's great. Cool, guys. We're good. Happy Columbus Day, everybody. No, not so much. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Absolutely. He got canceled, Columbus, and for good reason. Uh, but I hope they're still using that helpful rhyme that you learn in school, right? 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Exactly. Still to this day, the best way to remember the color of the ocean. I think so. I like to celebrate that on today. Absolutely. Uh, Fleet Week just ended, right? Is that just that's over now, right? You guys, did you see that Fleet Week going on? I was uh, not a big fan. Did you know that it's also um, Defense Department Month right now? It is, and it's also Military Industrial Complex Century. That's good to know. I don't believe in ghosts. Even if they were real, they're just not scary, you know? They don't really do anything. They turn on the TV, they move a door, you know? Friends of mine are like, you know, like, oh, I think there might be a ghost in the house. They get all scared. These same people live with a cat. How is a cat not worse than a ghost? If you're like, there's a ghost in this house, I'd be like, so what? If you're like, yeah, it uh, tears up the couch and pukes on the bed once a week, I'd be like, there's an evil presence and we need to leave right now. Absolutely, guys. Uh, in a new relationship, dating a, dating a twin, dating a, a woman who has an identical twin sister. Yeah, it's always been a big fantasy of mine. Uh, did I just say identical? Start the joke over. Hey, everybody, I'm in a new relationship, and I, uh, I'm dating a woman who has an identical... Uh. Hey, everybody. I'm in a new relationship, uh, dating a woman who has a twin sister. It's always been like a fantasy of mine, you know? Uh, except for she's a fraternal twin sister. She looks nothing like looks nothing like her. So, But whenever I s you know, see those birth certificates, I get pretty hot, though, you guys. It's pretty awesome. I like that they're fraternal twins. It'd be weird to be deeply in love with a, an identical twin, to be super attracted to an identical twin, you know? Like you show up at her place, you know, to pick her up for a date, and you're like, you look so fucking hot right now. And you too, Emily, obviously. You know, anyway. Part needs work. But yeah, if, you have, if, if you're dating an identical twin, it is kind of handy, because if you do have sex with her sister, you do ha you have the plausible deniability, right? I didn't know. Just didn't know. Like, I can't do that with the fraternal twin sister, you know? But I did be like, I'm sorry, the lights were out, and um, she felt 32 years, 8 months, and 14 days old. That's all I'm saying. Good to have an identical twin. You can try, try clothes on for each other. As a matter of fact... Uh, when my girlfriend is trying on some, some pants, she'll be like, hey, do these jeans make my ass look fat? I'll be like, well, let's put it this way. They would make your sister's ass look fat. Thank you. <laughs> People don't like to admit that they met on Tinder, you know? They don't like that because it's like a hookup app, you know? They, they don't like to say they met on Tinder. Uh, and I don't know why. It's a legit way to meet people. I had, I had an ex like this. She was like, let's not say we met on Tinder. I like the way that sounds. Let's say we met through friends. Like, does every new form of dating have to go through this process? You know, 200 years ago, the women say, let's not say we met through friends. Let's say my family 
traded me for a goat or something. You know, I, I feel like that sounds better. Anyway, you guys, thank you for listening and um, appreciate it. Dan Lewis, everyone. Hooray. Guys in the back, are either of you people that are interested in signing up, dudes? Or are you just not the guys behind you? The guys behind you. Are you guys, you're just chilling? You're just hanging out? Okay, that's fucking cool. Um, those guys in the back aren't comedians. Are you looking to sign up, sir? Oh, you are? What's your name? Oh, Reuben Anthony. I'm sorry I didn't get to introduce to you. And there you are, Reuben Anthony. Okay, cool. And for people who are a part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, all of the bags are labeled. So larges are on the stage, smalls are on the side, mediums are over there, and on the back by the piano are the extra larges, the two X's and the three X's. Just look for the bag that corresponds to your size. Cool. Well, Ruben, I'm going to put you up after our next comedian, who is, everybody clap your hands together, for Denise Lee. God, I still had more time. I was busy bowling Devontre. Um, okay, so uh, so I, I'm, I, I would call myself a feminist, you know? Like, I believe that uh, women should support other women, um, unless the women are better than me. <laughs> like I, I'm a big believer of helping other women around me rise up, but if they're more successful than me, I'm like, okay, be humble. Okay, you have risen already. My turn. Uh, I was, I was very nerdy in high school. I was not very popular, and people used to try and bully me. I say try because they couldn't. You know, like I grew up with immigrant parents. Like you think you can be mean to me, like. Mei Chen Huang Li is like the most savage person I know. You just can't be mean to me. Um, okay, let's see. Um, uh, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that one. <laughs> uh, I feel like San Francisco, uh, living in San Francisco has made me more pessimistic. And I know I'm more pessimistic now because I carry a jacket with me wherever I go. I like uh, whenever I walk outside and I see the sun shining, I'm just like, oh, that will go away soon, too. No, I'm like, it, it will be cold again soon, like like the rest of my soul. Okay, I don't know. There was supposed to be a tag there. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I, uh, I, was, I was walking through a parking garage yesterday, and I saw this guy doing heroin. And I don't know why, but my first thought was to just avert my gaze so I could give him some privacy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, no, okay. Uh, so I I recently found out that I'm not a very fun person, and don't nod, Devontae. Don't fucking nod. <laughs> I found out I'm not very fun because I went to uh I went to a party and someone offered me ketamine. And the way that they phrased it, she was like, you really need it. <laughs> and I was just trying to eat a clementine at the time. <laughs> and she tried to pour some ketamine on a slice of clementine and give it to me. <laughs> and I just got upset with her because I was like, now I can't eat this clementine. All right. Okay, let's see. Um... Uh, I feel like, I feel like, uh, what do I feel? I don't really know what I feel anymore. Um, I've been feeling pretty depressed lately. I recently called my mom and told her that I was feeling sad for no reason. 
And she was oddly empathetic. She was like, yeah, I understand. If I were you, there would be a lot of reasons I would feel sad too. And then she started listing things. <laughs> she was like, you know, your job isn't that good. Your, su- your sister is way more successful than you. Your apartment's super small. You're not married. And I was like, those were not things on my mind at all. But I will add those to the list now. Okay, thank you. Denise Lee, everyone. We've got a couple comedians left, and then at 7 o'clock, Marty Cunney's going to be doing a joke workshop from 7 to 8, or like 7 to seven to 7.50. And I don't know what he's going to do, but it's going to be great. And uh, and then there's the Bon Dolores at 8 o'clock. You're welcome to come. We don't have a hard stop time, so uh, there you go. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ruben Anthony. Yay! Thank you, everyone. Uh, first, I just want to acknowledge something that um, we are on the uh, v- the end of Hispanic Heritage Month. Starts on September fifteenth, runs through October fifteenth. We get the only Heritage Month that will actually jump a border on our calendar. It's awesome. But like, what does this country think that Mexicans want to like go from September to October to like celebrate the holidays Americans don't want to celebrate? You know, like Columbus Day? You can't believe we still celebrate Columbus Day? I mean, it's, it's like, it's so recent. We know what he did when, when Columbus came here and discovered people in America. You know, it was only like 500 years ago. That's not that long in the span of history. That's like, what, five Betty Whites ago? You know, maybe six or seven Mick Jaggers to Joe Biden's back. It's not that, not, not that long ago. But I'll tell you what country should celebrate uh, Columbus Day. India. Yeah, they should celebrate that he missed. Missed by a country mile. Like even Marco Polo was able to find India, and he had his eyes closed. Now, I'm not really a big fan of calling it Indigenous Peoples Day because even the native tribes of this country, even they're descended from immigrants. You know, they came over here from Asia, the first Asian invasion, over the Bering Strait. They came through Alaska. You know, some of the fat ones were slowing them down. You know, they just left them. They called them Eskimos. Yeah, I, I know I don't really like that joke either, and so you're not the only ones who aren't into it. You know, then they, then they came further south. You know, they saw this great land, and they called dibs, which was great, until the pioneers came out, and, well, they called shotgun. Uh, uh, anyways, um, but yeah, so we always kind of overshoot with the political correctness. Like, you guys remember what happened to Land O'Lakes Butter? You know, they had that Native American woman on her on there, and they got, they got rid of her. What people don't understand is she was drawn by an artist from the Chippewa Nation. And he made sure that her, her clothing was authentic. The land behind her represented the Red Lake Reservation. And what did we do? Kicked another Native American off her land. Well, let's be honest. She was a bit of a butterface. Um, okay, so I'm not sure what everyone else had, um, 
but I have Prince Charles in the conservatory with the lead pipe. Anyone? Anyone else have any other clues? No. Any football games on today? Yeah, week five in the NFL. Can you believe it? And Tom Brady already lost a ring. Okay, uh, once, once again, give another happy birthday to Pam. Um, I also have a, a unique uh, identity. Um, I actually identify as a place, but I am location non-binary. So my preferred pronouns are neither here nor there. Thank you, everyone. I'm Reuben Anthony. Hey, Reuben Anthony, everyone. Oh, oh by the way, happy Indignant People's Day because they've got a lot to be pissed about. <laughs> Yay, we're playing. Reuben Anthony, hooray. Yay. All right. Uh, your next comedian, everybody. We're going to, so I'll tell you what's going on. We have like one or two comedians left, and then we're going to. Put on the breaker and we'll talk to because at seven o'clock we've got Marty Cunney is going to teach a workshop. So you should all stick around. I know some of you reserved and that's fantastic, but you should stay. I have no idea what he's going to do, but it's going to be fantastic. And uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Charles Jr. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know what you guys are thinking. As you saw me walk up on stage and you thought to yourself, the hell guy who made the Karate Kid, the Karate Kid doing on stage right now. I get it. I look like an 80s bully. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. I also look like somebody who's going to inherit a lot of money and lose that money on a coke addiction that's also inherited. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I look like a bully. Look like a bully. But no, I did get bullied for a little bit. I'm allergic to gluten, as my bullies used to call me, glutarded. I know a lot of people nowadays, they spend their time fighting white privilege. I, I agree. I think we should. Um, I spend my time fighting wheat privilege. Do you enjoy sourdough? No. <laughs> Not one bit. Yeah, talk about going to Olive Garden. Yeah, fucking don't like me there. You know, I'll go there sometimes, and they'll give me a gluten-free menu, and more often than not, look at it and just says, look out of here, we don't have anything for you. Yeah, it's uh, pretty all right. You know, gluten's affected a lot of my life. really has. It's affected uh, my spirituality. Like, I can never be Christian. The body of Christ will fucking kill me. <laughs> Back to my political beliefs, too. Like, I can never be a socialist. You know, couldn't just wait in line to die. Those bread lines are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. No, I still get bullied, though. Still get bullied. The other day, I got called a stupid fucking moron. You understand. <laughs> couldn't get mad at it, though. I really couldn't. I only got two or three things right. Yeah, I'm stupid. Yeah, I'm a moron. I sure as hell ain't fucking. Yeah, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Happy birthday, Pam. I'm a, I'm a comic out of Portland. Came down here for the festival. And, um... Yeah, it's it's been good. <laughs> it's the largest laugh I've gotten out of this man tonight. Saying I'm from Portland, coming down to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, my birthday was um on Friday. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, 
Hell yeah. I feel like I'm getting old. Well, I know I'm getting older. I feel like I'm getting more mature. Uh, like I was actually excited to get underwear this year. I was really excited. Just a bonus that there was dinosaurs on it, you know. Been uh, been good. Getting older has been uh, been a wild ride. I also got a biology degree, which is why I'm on stage in front of you right now. Really serving me well. And I saw some saw some I don't think Charles Darwin ever would have imagined his entire life. Saw natural selection via Toyota Tacoma a couple weeks ago. I don't think I've ever seen an animal do that many flips outside of a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess I just have a fucked up imagination. That was wild, though. Yeah, that's uh, that's been my time. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, the Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Have a good night. Woo! Yay! Charlie Jr., Charles now here he is. Yay! He will... Is there... Is Did everyone go up? Yeah, that. so those are larges on stage. Do you like an L? Yeah, so L's are on stage, mediums are in that corner, smalls are over here, and the back is the XL's. And Marty, you have to grab a bag too. And the, but they're XL's and um, three XL's and two XL's and all those things. So just look for the corresponding letter to your size. Uh, and then I will tell just a couple jokes and then we'll take a break. Yay! Have a donut, yeah. You want to eat a donut? There's a couple left. Oh no, like, there are mini donuts. They don't have any calories in them. Or you can, they're tiny ones. If you, sometimes if you break them in half, the calories fall out the middle. Did you know that? That's like 100% scientific. I totally want to abduct a fifth grader and win the science fair with that idea. Does anybody, is anyone a science fair winner? Are there any winners in here? Woo, you were a science fair winner? I was not. I was a big loser. Uh, and that's, that's okay because what I want to do now is I, sometimes I go home and I smoke a ton of weed and I think about science fairs for like my aborted ghosts of my children. Uh, one of them would be in fifth grade right now, so I feel like we could totally win the fucking science fair. And I'm excited to do that. Um, I didn't have a baby because that's gross. But also because I love drinking. Does every does anyone else love to drink? And they think that should yay. So I'm like such a responsible adult. Like I got a DUI, and they're like, "How are you never gonna come back?" And I was like, "I'll never drive again." <laughs> and it's like, "How are you gonna be a, a, a responsible parent?" I'm not. <laughs> I like to drink on Tuesday just cause. <laughs> My whole life has been changed so I can get free drinks. Like, it's like, I'm working. Ah, ah, yeah, sorry. Okay, so I love drinking, and I thought this science fair, I can win the fucking science fair. Uh, with this is chemistry. I don't know if anyone remembers chemistry, but you a little bit. I, I, as an alcoholic, vomit in the morning sometimes. Like, I pound a bunch of water, and then sometimes it just comes up, and then I'm like, oh, I feel better, I'm gonna be, and then I poop, and I'm fine. So, and I'm like, oh, the poison's out. <laughs> the poison's out. Okay, so what if I take the ghost of the child and they get a little notepad and a stop timer and I put eight ounces of water in the refrigerator and it's 38 degrees, right? And then I pound the water and the child times how long it takes me to vomit, not into the toilet or the tub or the sink, but into a cup 
and then the child will take the temperature of the water and we can find out how many calories I burned being an alcoholic. We can make graphs and charts. See, you understand basic chemistry. Everyone else was like, um, can I look that up on my phone right now? Like, what is raising one ounce of water, one degree is a calorie. It's something you learn in basic chemistry, those of you who forgot it or took it on your phone. For the Zoom generation, how could they ever learn anything? <laughs> it's so funny. You know, I used to be a teacher. I used to be a special education teacher, and I got out of that in 2001 because no, no Child Left Behind came about. And I was like, look at them systematically cold critical thought from our education system. And they did it. You did it, George Dubs. You did it. Everyone, they don't know anything. No one memorizes anything. You look at your phone, and you go, tell me the truth. <laughs> Sorry, I get so heated. Um, it's just... 9-11 was an inside job. Doesn't that seem so obvious at this point? I feel like even whispering it is stupid. I should scream it from the rafters. I'd like them to come after me. Make me famous, government. Kill me. That would be great. Don't say that out loud. Shit, are they listening? Whose phone is recording them right now? Has this happened to you recently? There's a thing called Bixby. I don't know who the fuck this CIA agent is, but out of nowhere, it just starts recording me and writing things down, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening with this stupid smartphone? It's, who is listening to this? How did they get my number? Is it that important? Like, am I making this? I don't know who Bixby is, but they're fucking doing something on my Android. I don't know what's happening. Also, last joke, this or truth or conspiracy, I think that touchscreen phones are actually, uh, the technology behind them is the dead souls of Chinese babies. So I think that every touch phone has like eight dead Chinese babies inside of it, and they're the ones doing the heavy lifting. No? Is this, has anyone ever heard this theory? None of you, I, you like my, I like, I think we're like, well, we gotta share some menopause material later. We're, we're gonna, like, we're the only ones that no one understands. And they're like, why are they going crazy? It's like, have you, none of the guys have ever had a hot flash. Okay, uh, this has been really fun. We're gonna take a 10 minute break and then stick around for Marty's class. It's gonna be great. Um, you're welcome to stay, and then you're welcome to come also to the Barn Dolores for later, and there's no, like, hard stop on that show, so we can just have fun or do whatever. Okay, everybody, yay! Clap your hands together. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be 
Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> John Wessick here. I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. Here's the title poem, The Shaman in the Library. Naked except for a loincloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Full haircut, back straight, face impassive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him, chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. And after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwaved cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his time sheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees, he remembers the land of his birth, his vision quest, fasting to the point of death and how his spirit animal came to him. He remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body, its savage strength and the power he gained, power to take life and heal. Free from culture and convention, he hunted at night, the heart-pounding chase the taste of wild boar's blood. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. And I started to do some thinking. really, really good time. Flat black glass. Looking big splits and cruising. Saturday, noon to two. On the freeway. I am a Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro, a sample.
The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a wholesome leather bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sanjurorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny ra- radio, my friend. Have you heard of subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design. Physical merchandise, live music promotions, go www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. October 9th through 16th, 2022, the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming to you San Francisco and beyond. So many venues this year. Atlas Cafe, Madam Racecar, The Bar on Dolores, El Rio, Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Boozeland and Mutiny Radio. 28 shows all week. Get your tickets at Eventbrite and for free on Sunday the 16th. It's a block party, part of the Phoenix Day block party. See you, or livable city who brought you Sunday streets. We're going to have a block party. We're going to have the bacon, bacon food truck, art vendors, 40 comedians from all over the United States outside, ready to make you laugh. Please come out to the seventh annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival at eight different venues, October 9th through 16th, 2022. See you there. Wanted me to be controversy. 
The National Lawyers Guild is dedicated to the need for basic change in the structure of our political and economic systems. They seek to unite lawyers, law students, legal workers, and jailhouse lawyers of America to function as an effective political and social force in the service of the people, to the end that human rights shall be regarded as more sacred than mere property interests. For more information about your legal rights, how to obtain legal assistance, or to donate, please contact the National Lawyers Guild at nlgsg.org. That's nlgsg.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, yellow, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Check one, two. The white water tyranny. Hey, you guys hear us out there okay? In the neoliberal workplace. Can you guys uh, in the main room hear this mic? Is it going over the speakers? Sweet. Uh, there's a list up here. We're going to do basically the same joke workshop format style, except I'm going to add a little more direction to it. Uh, we can only go to a certain amount of spots, but if you want to sign up, uh, it's a list about half full. So go ahead, put your name on it if you want. Hey, folks, how we doing out there? Muni Radio, how we feeling? Who's here? Come on, make some noise. Maybe that's some energy here. All right, what's up, you fucking losers? Um, 
Uh, I'm Marty Cunning. I haven't been in this building in a while. Uh, it smells just as bad as I remember it. Uh, it's, this is, uh, I'm excited to be here. This is not too complicated what I'm doing here. This is another joke workshop. It's similar to what we were doing before, just a little more direction from me. We have the list up here. Um, everyone's going to get eight minutes total. My recommendation is four minutes, and then we can do about four minutes of feedback. Um, I'm recommending you guys uh, bring one finished bit to the stage, one in-progress bit, and one bare premise that you've like really just kind of come up with and really want to get legs running with it, okay? And so the idea being that like, you know, when I first started out, I didn't really have a lot of practice workshopping with other people. And it wasn't until I started coming to Mutiny a lot and, uh, you know, doing the, the, the joke workshops that I really started getting a feel for what that's like. And, you know, it, it's really beneficial to me to work with other people on this stuff. Um, even just watching some of the sets when I came in here, I started writing things down and it kind of reminds me of like, these are the comedy rules I set for myself. These are the comedy rules that I would expect of other people, you know, and I'm not going to say that anything I'm saying is expert advice. None of this I'm saying is fact. When we talk about this workshop stuff about everybody's got their own process, everyone's got their own style. This is all just recommendations from peers. No one hears, you know, I'm not even a working comedian. Most of us aren't, you know, but w the idea is that Get, get, get us kind of redirecting our brain, getting the creative juices flowing, uh, get it going in a different direction. And um, so I'll start off with a, like a really raw premise. Just listen, you guys listen to this. You don't have to offer feedback, but like this is the kind of thing that I would be bringing to friends, right? Uh, my example, uh, so I've been, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about the way like, you know, the millennial generation, the Gen X generation are fucking things up. But I have very positive proof that boomers are the ones who fuck things up because the amount of women that are attracted to me means that there's a lot of absentee fathers. Uh, that's, that's right. Like that is, you know, that is a sure sign that something went fucked up. Now that's a pretty bare premise right there. Like it's a look, it's essentially a look like joke that, you know, takes a while to get to. Right. And I don't really have a second part of it, but you can see that I have the bare bones of it. Right. And so if I was, you know, we're not going to focus on me right now, I'd rather focus on you guys. But if, you know, if that was part of a larger set, you could maybe say like, oh, tie this into this other thing or, you know, really play on this part. This was the funny part, you know, and a lot of people, you know, look like jokes. A lot of people don't know what they look like until you tell them. So like, you know, help us out here. Right. This is a workshop. This is for us to have fun. You know, no one take offense. You know, no one's putting each other down. We're all just trying to get better at this comedy thing and have a good time. All right. So um, we'll do the same thing, honking, uh, four minutes. Uh, I'll honk at three. You don't have to go the full four. If you just have the three bits, that you get them out and you want more feedback, we can do that. And I also, uh, I'm going to start off the feedback every time, but I really encourage everyone to come up and use this mic uh, to offer more feedback if you, you know, really have something that's stuck out and you really want to offer something up. This is all very collaborative, all right? Um, sometimes I would not even go up with these mics. It was just so helpful for me to get my brain going in this direction, you know? And so... Um, I encourage everyone to take steps in that. And we have one or two spots open left if you uh, want to hop on here. Uh, so we'll start off with Angela Sawyer. So Angela, come up, get this thing going. Hi again. Very nice to see you once more. Uh, some of you I saw earlier. And uh, let's do it again. Okay, so uh, finished bit. Uh, let's start here. Uh, I'm uh, in my 50s, and uh, sometimes I'm friends with people who are in their 20s, and that's always really nice. 
Uh, recently, I had a heart-to-heart -heart with a girl who's like just turned 21, and we had this long talk, and at the end of it, she let it slip that when she gives her boyfriend a blowjob, at the end, she's like crying, got tears, and she can't breathe. And I was like, oh, oh, sweetie, you know you can suck dick mediocrely. <sighs> like, I'm not, I'm not saying do a bad job, but you don't have to get an Olympian award. <sighs> I'll tell you the truth, like, if you get a C minus in gym, they still let you graduate. There's finished. <laughs> I think that one's done. Uh, let me think of uh, not finished. Uh, a good example of a joke that I've been trying to develop for a while is one that I told uh, when I was up here a couple hours ago. Uh, it's about uh, a therapist that I had when I was 18. Uh, I say, uh, how does that joke start? Uh, it starts out with a joke that does work. Uh, I say, I don't want to freak you guys out, but uh, I don't have a therapist. I'm just out here like JFK with the top down. Just... Uh, one day at a time, you know, just taking it slow. Uh, I did have one once. I had one when I was 18. Uh, what happened is I moved out of my parents' house when I was 18, and I didn't have anybody to go with me to get my first apartment. Uh, and so I just walked up to a building and asked them if I could live there. And <laughs> they told me that I needed a certificate of sanity to move in. And I was 18, so I didn't know that wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> they just treated me like my wellness check bounced. <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> and so I, I went to try and go get a certificate of sanity. And uh, so I called around, and um, there weren't very many therapists available for that job. Uh, so I got assigned the therapist from the state jail. <laughs> uh, yeah, guess who doesn't care when your parents don't like you? It's the jail therapist. That is who. That is who. Um, yeah, good news about the jail therapist is uh, three weeks in and you are cured. They, you are a clean bill of health. Uh, they're just like, you still don't know how to make toilet wine? Get out of here, you know? Uh, so uh, the good news about that is uh, I got healthy and now I'm a 50-year-old 50, 50 lady and you're supposed to have baggage at this point, <laughs> but I have moved in. <laughs> I can buy my own fucking couch is the problem there. Okay, so that's in development. That one needs work, uh, especially near the end. Uh, and uh, I was just thinking uh, this week, actually, I was just trying to think. I, w I went to a bar earlier this week, and on the playlist at the bar, they played the Stooges, and then they immediately played Amy Mann, and it made me so angry as a middle-aged person. <laughs> made me so angry, uh, because those are two sets of people who hated each other my entire life. <laughs> And now they're just old. Now they're just all old. And uh, I don't have a punchline for that. It's just uh, something that makes me angry all the time. <laughs> uh, so those are my three. And if you have thoughts about them, I'd love to hear it. Thanks. Hey, great. I keep like stay up there. You know, we respond to the sure. feedback. Yeah. Uh, I think that was great. I think those are, that's exactly what I was looking for, for the first thing. So thanks for the great example. Um, You've got great delivery. You clearly have some experience on stage. Uh, you kind of know what you're doing up there, which is great. It helps helps a lot with those jokes. Um, I like the the finish bit was good. Uh, you know, the C minus lets you graduate. That's a good. It's 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 kind of like I was a little bit expecting it, but it was like you you did the great delivery. You did it all like it all right. I think one thing that would really put a cap on that is uh, what's the flip side. It's like yeah, it's a C minus, but then like you can't even get into community college. Nice. You know, yeah. and like, what's what does that look like out of a relationship? Like, keep yes. you've got a good analogy, 
uh, if you can extend on the analogy, you know, yeah. you don't want to put a hat on a hat too much, right? You right. Not, you don't want to throw it track. out too much, but you've already spent a lot of time getting into this analogy, yes. right? Milk it a little bit. Okay. So I think that would be helpful. That's really helpful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the bit about the walk up for the with the the certificate that's pretty funny. Uh, is that a, that's a true story? I'm assuming the story is true. Obviously, there was no wellness check. But sure, like, <laughs> no, but like, I know what you're saying. Like it's sound more incredulous. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like what the fuck, you know? Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> it, there's usually if I do that at a real show, there's usually some some feedback. Yeah, because people are like, that makes no sense, and then you have to be like, I know. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> so you know that. Um, the you know with storytelling, I think the one bit I the thing I learned most from someone like John Mulaney is that if you're telling a long story, every bit of it has to be funny. So yeah, every like you have to portion have of the story has to have some kind of punchline. Right, and it's not like it has to all be analogies and stuff like that. Sometimes it's just like a point out the ridiculousness of something with you know by you know John Mulaney will draw it a long word and be like, oh, okay, something like that. You know, like and you have a lot of opportunities for that there. Yeah, more, um, I think more reactions to things might be useful. Yeah, yeah, and you, like I said, you've got the stage presence for it, so Thanks. throw it out there. Um, more of the, I, I was hoping you were going to go more into the, like the jail therapist stuff, and that was good. Um, I think that you keep that going. You say like, now I'm in my fifties, and like you know something, still do something you learned from the jail therapist. Oh yeah, I you know, like I know, I know how not to be somebody's right. bitch or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. or yeah, that's great. or like how to cope with being someone's bitch. Yes, or something yes. like that. You, you reminded know? me a long time ago when I first started writing that bit. Uh, I went into a joke about bra shopping because my advice for somebody bra shopping was to punch the first sales girl <laughs> that you saw, and that's. That's it's like, oh, wait, no, wait, sorry, cross my wires. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's good. And then um, I think that's, yeah, it's, I think that was all I got. Anybody else have anything? Thank you. Um, they were thinking about from that set? Um, come up, you can throw it on this mic here, or I can pretend to keep talking. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, there was one more thing. It was uh, this kind of the idea that maybe if you have, like, the walk up to the house, if you first you kind of present it as something like, you know, that was how things were done back then. Yeah. Right now, if you do that, it's like who's crazier, like the person walking up to the house or the person accepting the person who walked up to a house to sure. rent it. You know, sure. like who's who's more fucked up in this situation? Yeah. Right. And yeah, so, that's great. And make the the like that's like kind of the the contrast of like that's how it was done back then, right? Especially if you're doing a story, you know, you're doing a lot of stories about you know age differences and differences between generations. Sure. You just that's one thing to highlight is like right. that's how, how things that were done. Story if it happened yeah. Now. yeah. Yeah. Like, and you guys thought Craigslist was fucking weird, you know, like <laughs> yeah, we yeah, just yeah. fucking raw dogged it. We just right, went out sure, there and sure. hope for the best, you know, yeah, that's very helpful actually. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cause that's, I didn't, you know, when you don't know how to find an apartment and there's no internet, that's what you do. You just yeah. walk into buildings. <laughs> yeah. And like not everyone can afford a newspaper ad. So you're just walked over and be like, this looks nice. And yeah. <laughs> I don't see any paintings in that room through the window. So, <laughs> You know, fingers crossed. That's Let's great. Hope these yeah, people don't kill me. Now. Yeah, please. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Add you know, puns. Clearly a pun guy, and they're yeah. always something you can throw in there. So absolutely. Yeah, that's good, and that's that's the kind of thing this is for, guys. Dumb tags like that, not dumb, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> tags like that. 
whatever you got, throw it up and, and, and do come up to the mic because this is recorded. We like to, you know, if you want to hear it later or p- other people want to hear it, please come up to the mic and say it. Otherwise, the radio listeners, he said, grade it on a curve. Yeah, see, there <laughs> we go. All right, that's Angela. Thanks, Thank Angela. All right, next we got Lydia. I have a bachelor's degree in environmental science, and all I have to show for it is my armpit hair. A friend of mine from college had a baby recently, and I got to look at it. We went out to lunch. It was her and her husband. She has her new baby, and we're eating. Or no, we ordered our food. We're waiting. See, that's my finished joke, and I already fucked it up. No feedback. No feedback. <laughs> I'm going to get into my shitty. I'm a big K-pop fan, and uh, a lot of K-pop fans, they get really hardcore, like they learn Korean. Um, I am not going to do that, and not because like I think it would be too hard for me, but like I love K-pop, and I feel like if I understood Korean, I would not. Like right now, I'm a real K-pop tart. I like jamming, like I like listening to the music, like listening to a lot of BTS mostly, and uh yeah, the Bing Tan Boys. <laughs> I like uh, thinking that their lyrics are like deep and meaningful. But what if when they're singing their song Go Go and they go YOLO, 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 YO, YOLO, YOLO, YO. What if you translate that into English? And it means something stupid. Or like worse, what if it's problematic? What if those lyrics are like homophobic? I can't be jamming out to that. I am an ally. I don't like saying that word though, because when someone refers to themselves as an ally, um, all they really mean is, I will use your preferred pronouns while I trash you behind your back. I uh, actually got called out by a really good ally recently. I met someone new. I, I accidentally slipped up, and they were like, mm, gonna have to stop you right there because just now you said she seems really cool, and you should have said they are an insufferable waste of oxygen. <laughs> Do better. <laughs> That's my friend. <laughs> a little like allyship in Portland. Like, oh, and everybody is, everybody's poly. <laughs> Like, white people don't share anything except our significant others. That's the joke I came up after your set at the last <laughs> workshop. Yeah. Yeah, that's my new thing. We're all poly. I, um, I don't want to, I'm like not into, like, ethical monogamy because, like, when is ethics fun? I, like, I don't want to be poly. I want to be a fuck boy. Like, a girl fuck boy. Like a frick chick. I'll take some feedback. I'll end it on the horn. Cool. Thanks. All right. Great stuff. Thank you, yeah. Lydia. Yeah, that joke that I didn't end up finishing is really good, though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll hear it someday. Yeah, too bad, because I was uh, wondering where the fuck that was going. Um, <laughs> you said got to look at it about the baby. Is So that was the, is that the setup to the joke, I think? Yeah, yeah. You get to look at it because you can't meet a baby. Yeah, what? You can't meet a baby. Oh, because they can't meet you. Yeah, you just kind of, yeah. 
Uh, okay, so I don't want I won't harp on it too much because you clearly didn't like do the joke. How yeah, you I didn't to. do the joke. Yeah, uh, I would. My only I'll thought. I'll do it. I'll do it at the next show. Sure. Yeah, I said just really. I think it was maybe because you abandoned it. It was like kind of here. Like that's what you're saying. You say got to look at it. Like you got to really emphasize that. And you, you clearly know how to do that. So maybe it was just wrong off. Um, I like where you went with the K-pop joke. I think maybe take a little less time getting to the meat of it because there was a lot of lead in and a lot of act out. Um, but unless you can front load that with some something more, some some more humor in the in the front end of it, it just takes a long time to get to what's good. And you know. You only get so much time each set, right? I would say try to trim that up a bit if you can. Uh, maybe I don't know if it's word economy or just trying to figure out what part of that is the most important part that sets up, you know, oh, what if they're saying something racist? Mm -hmm. You know, like, <laughs> which is hilarious, right? Or, you know, I like and I like what you did with the, like, boom, like all the, you know, yolo, yolo, yolo. Um, or there's an opportunity for misdirection there of the band, like, what does that actually translate to? It's mm -hmm. like, you know, something racist like you already kind of touched on that might as well actually say something actually racist. say something Ooh. well you know you kind of you say it like but like you know not like you know, nothing too crazy but something to be like oh wait <laughs> i shouldn't be listening to this you know like that kind of thing um i think there's yeah i think there's a good opportunity for that there and then um you did what i hope you're doing with the ally thing you gave an example you know the the act the act out of like what she said i would keep going with that tag that up a little bit more because i think again that's something you did a good job setting up milk it up a little bit more um and then everybody calls it ethical non-monogamy or whatever well gl so glad they differentiated between non-ethical non-monogamy you know like who the fuck would call it non-ethical non-monogamy like you know like that's kind of the crux of what you're getting at right mm -hmm. is that like so glad you're like identifying as a good person by saying it's ethical you know like it's kind of the same theme that you have of this, like, you know, everybody being an ally, yeah. like saying one thing, but then doing something fucked up, you know, like it's another thing where people are identifying that themselves, but not actually like being good people, mm. you know? So it's, I think it's another opportunity for that there. What's up, Jared? Hey, thanks, bro. <laughs> Stay in the pocket. You, even I would. I didn't mean yeah. to disrespect you guys as an no, audience. No, no, no. You're not. Like you're not really disrespecting. <laughs> you're not really disrespecting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just just stay in the pocket. Keep stay in the setup. And another thing, uh, like I, I agree with Marty. I think like that setup to the what is this Korean person saying? Uh, it was like get to the meat of it. Like you didn't need to have like a whole act out. You didn't really need to have that. Um, um, and and then I would get more specific. Uh, so like I don't know, like they're reciting Mein Camp. Or yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. The, along the along the line of what I'm getting from, like that's what the Yolo Yolo translates yeah. to. You yeah. Because I like what you said. I think your line is good. Keep that. But then like oh, then I read the actual translation. Mm -hmm. I, I just had a tag. Uh, when you said you want to be a fuck boy, then you say you want to be a girl fuck boy. Maybe she ended with a, I want to be a fuck them. Oh, did I say frick chick? Dead did frick I get chick. to that? Okay, cool. Yeah. Or, 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 I just 
or a fuck them or a fuck they. Yeah. Non ginger. Fuck them. <laughs> All right. Cool. That's uh. Oh well, sorry. One more. Yeah, we got time for one more. Yes, Rhode Island. Yeah. Around the what about uh, end of which part? The first part or uh, that was the, the lead off the joke environmental that you didn't science finish. Joke, yeah. yeah, the very beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. A minor in in braiding my armpit hair or something like that. Yeah. Cool. All right, that's Lydia. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Uh, next up, we got Rebecca Ward. Give it up for Rebecca. Thanks. Some of you probably uh, heard me earlier if you were here. Uh, my name is Rebecca Ward. Uh, you probably know my parents, maternity and psychiatric. Uh, so, and I'll tell you a little about myself. I'm, I'm part Indian, but my husband isn't. So every time we play Monopoly, he tries to get me drunk and steal my properties a little bit at a time. And, um, oh, yeah, I, I should say my ex-husband because we got divorced. And uh, he works for Evil Comcast. And I told him he needs to tell people he works for Halliburton so they don't hate him as much as... And, uh, oh, do you ever think of something really funny and you're the only one that thinks it's funny nobody else does? I call that my act. Um, so what I have been working on is um, I've been doing some cat material, kitty cat material, and I want to try it out new to see what you guys think. Um, I think my cat and I can talk to each other sometimes. I'll come home and I'll say, hi, and my cat goes, and I came home and I said, Kitty, are you sober or high? And he goes, hi. And I said, okay, turn off the Bob Marley and hand over the catnip. You're done, okay? And I've been trying to do a bunch of uh, cat material um, that, let's see, what was one? Oh, yeah, um, when I got him, he was this little tiny little kitten, and I named him Squeaky because he was like this little squeaky thing. And now he's like a two-year-old linebacker. And I'm afraid his friends are going to make fun of him, and he'll have to say, they call me Mr. Squeaky. And since it is Columbus Day, I, um, I would like you all to encourage the thought that we should have closed the borders in 1491. Would have saved a lot of trouble. And I can't really do my, one of my favorite jokes is that, you know, I've seen the lineup and I think it's really great to see guys getting into comedy. Yeah, I think we need to support it. Come on, they're, tr they're trying really hard. And, um, oh yeah, my birthday's coming up. I'm gonna be 77. Um, I've decided I'm gonna add to my age because they're gonna go, she looks really good for 77. No, I'm gonna be 62, but um, I'm gonna change my age on purpose. Uh, I don't know how that one's gonna work. Uh, <laughs> and let's see. Um, oh, yeah, you know, this is really great to be here, and I used to do a lot of temp work. I was a Kelly girl, and I hate that term though, Kelly girl, that's so demeaning. I prefer the term Kelly Chick. 
And uh, next month I'm gonna be a Kelly Broad, and this is actually a temp job right here, so I'm gonna need you all to sign my time card before I leave, I hope you don't mind. Um, and I talk about coffee, like I'm such a coffee addict, I had to go to Coffee Drinkers Anonymous, and they had an open wine bar in the back. It was really weird, but I, um, I like my coffee like I like my men. I finish them off in the bathroom at Starbucks. So. Anyway, that's my time, and I'm Rebecca Ward. Give it up. All right, Rebecca, one-liner comic, is that pegging you right? Um, I think one good thing with one-liner comedy is it's great. Uh, one thing to remember is that you don't have to do it too much, but if you can occasionally draw back one of your one-liners to a previous one-liner, uh, you know, people really appreciate the connection. I think that yeah. it adds a little more to your set. Otherwise, like yeah, a little bit of a callback. Otherwise, it just kind of feels like a lot of stuff running on. You know what I mean? And so it, it kind of gets hard to track. Like, uh, I don't know, like you're talking about your, like messing up the age. Well, it's in cat years or something like that. You can come mm -hmm. back to your cat jokes. Like yeah. something, just some way you can just one little tag, right? Mm -hmm. And I know I don't know if your your preference is to keep tagging things up, but um, I think sometimes, that sometimes and some of my friends will help me tag. Uh, yeah, I've got one friend; he's a tag monster, and I'm mm -hmm. like, it's okay the way it is. You don't have to keep, you don't yeah. have to bury it and forget the premise. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing is that that we do want to put a hat on a hat sometimes because we've got something that we know gets a reaction, and we want to get all the all the reaction we can out of it. But you can't go mm -hmm. too far with it. And so mm -hmm. yeah, definitely be mindful of that. Um, Say the Monop Monopoly one, you do have an opportunity for that to be a little more specific of like, you know, name one of the properties because oh. Mo Monopoly is a, you know, well-known enough reference that you can, you know, get away with that. Be yeah. like, you know, Broadway or Park Place or, you know, one of the one of the big ones. And then, you know, he puts you into like whatever the shitty ones were, you know, yeah. Baltic Avenue Baltic or something or like something. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you could draw that back to the, you talked about the Comcast thing. He's one of the utilities in Monopoly, right? Um, something along those lines. Um, I like the border closing joke. Draw I just it came out. Up with that. Draw yeah. it out a little bit. The enter the when you lead into it, make people think you're bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, need to work on the wording and where yeah, does it go? Yeah, I mean, if you just came up with it, that's fine. Yeah. Totally, it's that's a good it's good bones. Uh, just I would say draw out the beginning of it a little bit. Like, you know, it, it's it's tough to do this, especially in fucking San Francisco. But like, <laughs> draw out the rhetoric and like really mirror some like Fox News shit, and then you drop. Oh the yeah, compare it line. to the border crossing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's okay, like yeah. there are caravans and shit like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, and then I don't know if you go blue much, but Kelly bitch would be the best final yeah, evolution I, I, of that. Uh, <laughs> I used to say Kelly broad because I'm I'm mostly um, a clean comic, but fuck. Um, well, if you get, yeah, if you get, <laughs> if you're mostly a clean comic and then you've done this like evolution and then you drop like one, you know, Kelly slut yeah. or something like yeah. that, you know, yeah, like it, it surprises people a little bit if you're willing to do that. Um, and one last note, just kind of about cultural references in general, always just run them by other people because my problem with cultural references is that I always think everyone knows the same shit I do. And, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you did the Mr. Tibbs line or uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so like. They me Mr. Squeaky. Yeah, and that, you know, maybe at this point in, in this day and age, 30 to 40% of your audience is going to understand yeah. that. Yeah, you think it's they'll get the Nixon jokes? Can I bring those back? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, you might be an SOL there. Just, <laughs> just say Trump instead. It'll, everyone will get it. Um, that's all I got. Anyone got okay, anything? Okay, great. Oh, no, no, so other people. Yeah. Your, your bit about your cat, I just thought, it sounded like a perfect California sober joke. 
of like, are you high, but you're not drinking? Something like that. Also, I don't know, like catnip, is it legal? Is it illegal? Or kind of where my brain was what going. State, what state am I in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can I take this on a plane? Um, mm. That kind of stuff. And um, what was the other one that you were talking about? Well, I talked about ago. almost all of them. So talked about all of them. Oh, um, the Monopoly one yeah. uh, was like a lot of thi- like I thought of Mount Rushmore and how it used to be called something else. Mm-hmm. So like properties in Monopoly used to have uh, a oh, name really? from indigenous yeah. people. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, oh, that yeah. used to yeah. be called this. You know, but I, I found out from my friend who tags. Um, U.S. states are from Indian tribe yeah. names. So Wisconsin, yeah, you know, Massachusetts, yeah. all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was what I. Had. Yeah. yeah. So uh, like Park Place used to be like Chattanooga or blah blah blah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, probably got time for one more. Along the same lines as like um, um, cultural references and and trying to get like. Uh, I, I had the same thing when you when you mentioned Halliburton. Like I I feel yeah. like the a lot of the controversy around them is kind of like yeah. You could probably older. get a more you could so more. you could probably go with more like recent like like something like Raytheon or something yeah. like that as yeah. a good company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, something a little more. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's it. We got okay. for Rebecca. Everyone, thanks for uh, thanks for that, Rebecca. Thanks everyone. Keep this thing moving. We got Jared Senna coming up to the stage. Where there he is. Jared Senna, let's go. Hey guys, remember me? Hey guys. One of the things I like about San Francisco is there's a lot of gays here. I fuck with the gays. I say that because I dated a couple bisexual women in college. It's a real eye-opening experience for me and the women I dated. I learned to be more empathetic to what gay people go through on a daily basis. And the women I dated realized that they don't like men. Um, uh, like the prime demographic of men that bisexual women like to go for. You know, I'm small, I have a septum piercing, and I have short hair. I look like a lesbian, basically. And I'm very open to getting pegged. That's just a stupid tag that I added. Uh, okay, uh... Uh, graduated from college, guys. Uh, thank you. Graduated with a degree in creative writing. Not sure you guys know what creative writing is, but it's pretty much just a fancy way of saying barista. Uh, I did learn a lot from creative writing, though. I learned that in order to be a good writer, you have to read a lot. So I've been reading... Uh, Jokes that other people wrote. Ah. Can you guys tell that's the one I'm working on? (laughs) Ah, fuck. Yeah. I actually found a couple of good ones. The problem is, I don't know if they'll work for me, but they're really funny. Can I try it out with you guys? All right. Cool. Thanks, Brendan Fraser. All right. Here's one. As a black man in America. No? All right. 
I used to kill, but it just doesn't kill anymore. Okay. How about this one? My vagina is so fat. I have to use a mop as a tampon. All right, this joke's going fucking horrible. I'm a hypocrite. I didn't stay in the pocket. All right, anyways, all right, one more that I'm working on. Uh, all right, I told you guys this, but Marty didn't hear it. So, uh, A lot of homeless people here. I work in downtown SF, so I deal with uh, crackheads a lot. Um, they're a little erratic and unpredictable, but they're really misunderstood. They're just nice people if you get to know them. You just have, it's just every once in a while you have to remind them that a coffee shop isn't the place to be jerking. I can never get that joke to work, but we're going to fucking make it, Monday Night Mutiny crowd. That's my fucking time. <laughs> All right, give it up for Jared, everyone. Um, so the first bit, I fuck with the gays and you lead into this whole thing. I felt like there was a lot of lines that you dropped in there that felt like you were going to go somewhere with it and you didn't. So it's either... Take those out or go somewhere with them. So like, there's one part where you said, like, they were bisexual, now they're not. And you never talk about that again. You just start talking about how you look like you could be a lesbian, right? And it's like, it's like they, they wanted the most, like, the least man, man they could find. And they didn't even want that after they were done with me. Like, not like all the manhood I could bring to it was like, they, and they, they said no to that. Like, that's, that's where you're going with that joke. Because essentially, you're, it's a long lead into a look-like joke, which is good. I like that. I prefer, really prefer when people don't just come out with, like, I look like this. I like that it to be part of a bit, a greater bit that they're saying something about. So I think that's the right way to go about it. But then what, is, what does you mean looking like that mean, right? Looking like that meant that, like, even though they tried this, like, they still were turned off to men. All the bisexuals I dated are now lesbians. I think that's, that's, I think that's, that's a great direction for you to go with that right um the uh okay i was glad you fucking actually came up with stuff for the jokes the other people were writing <laughs> i was like the fuck's he doing um have you done that much on stage have you done that much at like shows uh those other two jokes the last two jokes no okay so i, I kind of like the concept you might catch a little bit of flack for like it's it's a little bit of like you know basic like i can't do this joke comedy i think the way you turn it around is you do one by some like you do read like a good joke and then you reveal it by it was like bill cosby like at the end it's like (laughs) oh you guys like that one that was bill cosby (laughs) fuck you uh because if you're gonna do that like if you're gonna do it you gotta stick with it you've gotta have a good payoff because again that's another thing that big lesson that i've always had to take away is that like if you're gonna have a long lead into something if you're gonna make a big production out of it got to have a really strong payoff at the end or people will lose trust in the rest of your lead in right it's like oh fuck where's he going with this is he going to finish it right yeah um i started writing something and i just completely stopped what was the last thing you said about homeless people oh yeah i think i just wanted to say like what so it sounds like that's very new right what is what is it you're trying to get at there yeah what is what is the it's a premise you said a premise out loud what is funny to you in that? Yeah, it's just, you know, they are, the homeless here are very unpredictable. Unpredictable. But in my experiences, I like them more than customers that have rushed me for their <laughs> drinks or rushed me for their order. It's yeah, just, you'd rather yeah. deal with the guy jerking off in the bathroom because at least you know what he's doing. 
Yeah. You know, he went to the bathroom always jerking off. When I this guy orders a drink, I don't know if he's going to fucking yell at me for getting the name wrong or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, what is it? Whenever you write down a premise and it's like, you know, you generally just kind of wrote something down, just like, what is the funny part about this to me? Is it that it, because uh, premises, I think it's harder for me to start from a premise, right? Harder to start from a premise than a punchline. Because with a premise, you're trying to find the funny, right? So find the funny first. Don't go trying about like writing a joke around it. Find out whatever you think is funny about it and then try to go from there. Yeah. A lot of the times we start, we, we, we try to start with punchlines. If we haven't already come up with the punchline, don't come up with a punchline until you have the premise built out solid. If you're starting from a premise, yeah, the setup's most the most. Yeah. The setup's a problem. The setup, yeah. and it's you know it's not storytelling, so you ha- you do have to come up with a punchline eventually. But start with the build and get that right first, and then you can figure out the punchline later. But if you if you try to figure out the punchline without figuring out something funny about it first, then you it's going to be directionless, and you're going to have really trouble connecting dots, and then you're going to start making logical leaps, and it's going to be difficult. Okay. Uh, that's that was my, actually really helpful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all I got. Anyone else got anything? What's up, bro? <laughs> you turn the women straight because you're so effeminate. <laughs> right. Like after dating you, they discover that they actually like men. They, they stopped dating women entirely. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I like that. Um, that's really funny. It was along the lines of something I was thinking, um, like, because you're like, oh, I learned compassion, empathy, and really, bisexual women in college get a lot of like love and props. They don't get persecuted. So, um, I was thinking something maybe funnier. You could say like, uh, I learned it's not just a phase. She learned she actually likes men, especially if you go through like them liking you because you look like a lesbian. Yeah, okay. yeah. I go think the other way. Yeah. Oh, I think if you hone in specifically on one bisexual woman you dated in college, you can be like, I fucks with the gays, specifically bisexual college women, and just get a little more specific. You could even talk about her. And, yeah, because if you say, there. yeah, I, 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 I like that, because when you come up with the fucks with the gays thing, there's a really long lag, and nobody knows if you're going to say something funny right after that or not, so use it to just lead into something, because it, it sounds like, I know that probably gets a good good reaction sometimes, but try to avoid 50-50 because that sometimes is just going to confuse people and be like, all right, what the fuck did he just say? Because like you don't immediately come out with a line after that. And so yeah. try to keep that goodwill, especially if that's something with you're leading with off the top. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's all the time we got for you. So all right. Thanks, Jared. Give it up for Marty, everybody. Cool. Uh, let's get Kaiser up here. Clock started. Okay. <laughs> Finished joke. I find bumper stickers very convincing. Sometimes I'll be stuck in traffic. I'll be like, yeah, back of that car is right. I will coexist. I had been on my way to deliver a scathing indictment of Taoism, but look how the yin yang is the little s. People who uh, have Christianity bumper stickers always drive exactly like Jesus, who lived 2,000 years ago and had never seen a car. Jesus' friends would be on a boat. He'd be like, no, it's cool. I'm going to walk. Something in progress. Uh, Buddy of mine likes to go camping. He calls it camping. I don't call it camping. I think at the point where you've strapped a studio apartment into the bed of your F-150, you are not camping. You are gentrifying a small part of the woods. 
It is, it is already too expensive to find a campsite. What's next? I'm going to have to compete with a Starbucks right. uh, premise. Uh, I was driving the other day. I turned right in a parking lot, and the guy behind me thought that I had cut him off, and he was very upset, and he drove up in his big white truck next to me, nothing like my tiny borrowed rental car. See, he's a real man, and I'm a scared little bitch. And so he rolled down his window, and he's gesturing to me because he wants to have a conversation about what a bad driver I am. And I'm just trying to pull forward slightly because, unlike him, I am not a good driver. He's an excellent driver, but I didn't, uh, I didn't have the moral fortitude to accept his feedback. And, uh, so I couldn't see through his truck, and uh, he didn't want to leave. And so I uh, eventually just took the risk, and I turned left onto the highway without being able to see what was passed. And, and I saw that he had turned right and gone home where I assume that he had pleasure to his wife with his enormous penis uh, and made lots of money at his job. Um, thank you. All right. Uh, let's see, the coexist sticker bit. Um, yeah, it can coexist with your shitty driving or something like that. Like, make it clear they're the piece of shit, right? If you're just talking about the bumper sticker, it's just like you got to paint a picture of who has that bumper sticker on their car and why you're mad at them and like why the why it's the, what's the contrast here of the code because that's what usually it is, right? It's like you see the coexist sticker and you don't even notice it until they do something shitty and then you see the coexist sticker and you're like fuck you, you know, like extra fuck you for having that on there while you're doing this, right? Like that's I, I like I like the yin yang bit, like oh like you're making fun of it well. But I think there needs to be more of a setup as to why you're angry with this person. You know what I mean? Um, I like the, the gentrification camping bit. Uh, say it's, it'd be gentrification, but there was no black people to get rid of in the, when you're camping. <laughs> Unless it's like black bears or something. Uh, that's, that's the only thing I would say about that one. Um, I like the idea of the truck story, but I think you just got to be more ridiculous all the way through. I think you're just way too tame with it. I think that, you know, you only get really ridiculous about it towards the end and, like, you're effused praise for this guy. And, like, and you got to be praising him while pointing out that he's shitty, right? Like, you know, oh, like, your your truck notes are so polished, you know? Like, that's I can see those from fucking space, you know? Or something, you know, like, really lay into the fact that, like, oh, you think you're cool, and here's why, you know, this is what I would sound like if I was praising you for all these shitty fucking things you are. Right. And but they got to be more big ridiculous. I heard like, you know, think Gilbert Gottfried, you know, like go big on that one. Yeah. Um, that's what I've got. You want anything? Um, the bumper sticker bit seems like a joke bucket kind of thing of like literally <laughs> just taking taking bumper stickers at their word of like like make America great again it's like I will I yeah. will do that today um, and also suggestion yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. or like conflicting messages of different bumper stickers I think of of like oh it's one, like you got coexist and then like a Bernie one. sticker it's like well yeah. what is that I thought everyone could yeah. fucking be right. together you know like, yeah but yeah it seems like a thing that you could just pull a bunch of things out and just I'm just going to do everything that the bumper stickers tell me the better way to live life yeah. than yeah. yeah 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 to not have to choose yeah yeah 
and then like to take the advice of this person who just cut you off you know like that's that's like the ridiculousness of bumper stickers is you only never like i said you only never notice someone someone does something shitty and then you're supposed to take their advice and like live your life this way yeah that's that's a great point uh anyone else thank you all right fuck you guys <laughs> later uh, <laughs> let's see all right next we got uh sean rosa sean rosa let's do it thank you everybody um all right. My childhood priest was actually one of the ones named in Spotlight. Yeah. Anybody else's childhood trauma critically acclaimed? It was real wild watching that movie and hearing his name come up because it actually flashed me back to a memory I had where I was left alone, unsupervised by any other adults in that guy's house. And it was just so frightening to realize how dangerously close I was to being in a movie with Mark Ruffalo. 